Access is the Young Adults Ministry of Resurrection Life Church. We hope you enjoy this week's guest speaker. Let me tell you something right now. Right now, I would love to take everything in this room and go fight any enemy that I've known in my life. There's so much power here. There's so much power. It's okay to just right there, you could have went, whoa, whoa, somebody. And you know, in our lives, in our lives, we've been in places sometimes we 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 fought, we we've been in fights, we've gotten situations where we got backed in a corner. How many know what I'm talking about? I have three sisters, okay, and 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 women cat fights are not cool, okay, because they're all coming at them. You know what I'm saying? They're using everything. They're pulling hair. They're scrap. It's it's ugly. Guys, we can get in a fight. We can scrap a little bit, knock each other out, and just say, "Let's go get pizza." It's all cool, right? But I want to talk to you tonight about spiritual warfare. And and the thing is, is God has equipped us to put something on us in the spirit of God that can extinguish any fiery dart, any arrow, anything that comes against you. But the problem we have in our culture are people are fighting backwards. People are going into war in reverse. They're not moving forward to enhance the kingdom of God. They're moving backwards. Our culture has dumbed down the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's happened. We've dumbed it down. We try to water the gospel down like it's not effective anymore. Let me tell you something. No weapon uh, formed against me shall prosper. I get up every morning. This is something to really try. Just try this one. Just every once in a while. I freak my wife out probably every morning. And I have two schnauzers. How many people have dogs? Anybody have dogs? They all get up in you, you know what I'm saying? And I, in fact, it's so bad, I don't even want to hurt them, so I kind of like get up and I contort. How many know what I'm talking about? You, dog, and you, you don't want to just roll them over because mine just goes, I have little schnauzers, they go, Argh. I touch them. I'm like, get out of here. But I, I don't want to hurt them, so I crawl over and my feet hit the floor. This is what I say every single day. Hell, I cause you to shake today. Nice, thank you. Nice courtesy clap, nice courtesy clap. See, I thought I was with a bunch of millennials that knew how to get crazy. Like if we were in a concert, you'd be like, ah! you go crazy. You don't even know the band. It's like, I love you, I love you. And it's like, your mama, you don't even know the dude. But I cause hell to shake today. I want to show you in the scripture, if Ephesians chapter 6, we have that authority. We have the authority of God to shake hell off of us. See, hell has no place on me. You know, it does not. And so I want to show you in Ephesians. So I want to start this whole journey. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Verse 10. If you don't have a Bible, get your phone out. Get you verse. Do something, you verse. Get something. Get something on your Bible. If you don't, I know some of you are saying, I got it memorized. Okay, get that brain working. Here we go. Verse 10 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Let me stop there. Because before we even put on the armor, if we don't stand in the mighty power of God, it's just like you look like um, Bugs Bunny with the, with the alien, the Martian. Hello there. See, you're old. I'm old. I know those things. Anybody ever watch Bugs Bunny? Okay. Remember Myrna Martian? Hello, Mr. Martian. Martian here. That's what he sounded like. Had the helmet on. He all looking like that, but he couldn't fight worth nothing. We cannot do it without the mighty power of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. How many of you have ever been told you're ugly? Oh my goodness. Is there anybody honest in this place? 
Thank you for allowing me to come, though. Pastor Kurt, thank you. I'm serious, man. This is awesome. Uh, I want you to be honest. Right? How many have ever known that you've been called ugly? Okay, how many too short, too fat, too tall? Like you're breasting. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Don't be sad, don't be blue, because Frankenstein, he was ugly too. You know what I'm talking about. See, the devil has schemes. The devil's sly. The devil wants to destroy us. And so if we don't put on the full armor of God, as I'm going to talk through this, then we're going to be a mess. Because I'm telling you, on myself, I cannot stand against the devil on myself. Because he's too good. And he is. He's really good at what he does. Is he not good at what he does? <laughs> because I want you to get this. Your faith is not built in somebody. Thank God for holding their hands. But it's not built in somebody. It's built in Christ. And then he puts the somebody there. Well, that's good stuff right there. Stand against it. For we, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, verse 13, where we're going to get nitty gritty. Put on the full armor of God so that the, the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all flaming arrows from the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray. I love verse 18 because it doesn't just stop there. Verse 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. The reason I get prepared for battle is because I'm about to fight a war that's a spiritual war. I'm not talking about a physical war. Anybody know anybody that's ever been in a physical war? Even like lately, you have Iraq and Iran. You have all these different things that we've been, storm, desert storm. We've been prepared. They teach us how to use things. They teach us how to fight. But the thing is in life, sometimes nobody teaches us how to fight. But Paul says there's something here that's tucked in here that I have to give you. And the first thing is the belt of truth. How many people know that if you're told a lie long enough, it becomes truth to you? If you've dumped things down, a lie long enough, it'll become truth to you. Our culture says there is no God. Our culture says that it's just by grace. And so we throw the trump card when we start to think, but I'm saved by grace. I won't go there, but I'm just saying, we use these things and we use these crutches instead of saying the truth. I know the truth, and the truth has set me free. When I was a kid, my dad would always say this to me. He would always say this. Maybe your dad never did this, but my dad, he was like five foot nothing. My, I'm from the land of Smurfs. I'm the tallest in my family. That's not funny, man. I'm just telling you. And, and my dad would look at me, and he would say, son, I need you to give me your eyes. I'm going to ask you a question. I'd be like, what, dad? He'd be like, listen, son, did you do this or do that? I'd be like, man, come on. It's, there it is. Why did you look away? Why are you rolling your eyes? I'm like, I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm looking right at you. Come on, man. He said, look at me. I focus right on him. Right there. Son, did you do it? Come on, Dad. You know, There it is. You're lying. 
Because when you lie, you cannot look truth in the face. And people have dumbed this down so much. It's this. It says a list of the whole. Okay, what is Ephesians 6? He lists the whole, the complete armor for us. And it begins with truth. See, if you continue to believe the lies that the enemy has truth and power over you, you'll never understand the truth of the gospel. And the truth will set you free. The truth is this, the belt of truth. What does it mean to have the belt of truth? Paul was saying this is a symbol, but it's figuratively the language. The truth, the belt is when they went into battle, the belt was worn and tightened because the belt held all of the pieces, the, the shank or the, or the sword, the gun or whatever, they would be put into the belt it was so tight and it would be underneath the armor. The belt held up the loins, your pants. You ever hear the term? <laughs> you got caught with your pants down. It's like my pants weren't down. No, dude, you got caught with your pants down. You made a mistake. You got messed up. They dropped right there because your belt wasn't tight enough. How many people know that when you get older, you're in suspenders because the belt don't work anymore? How many know what I'm talking about? And so we put this belt of truth on and we tighten it tight because we know this. If we can tighten it to our core, how many people work out? Anybody work out? You know, they tell you when you're working out, if you strengthen the core, your whole body will, come on now. Do I have anybody who works out here? Hey, fr Hulk over there, Mr. Hulk right there in the white shirt. You know what I'm talking about. You're a freak for Jesus too. You big all that neck blowing bubble stuff. You know what I'm saying? But if you strengthen your core, everything else is tight. Like you can be like, yeah. You can't be like, yeah. You can't do that because it doesn't happen. So you tighten the belt because the truth is how you should be known. It starts out with the truth because Bible, it's, I, I wonder why Paul started this way. Like why didn't he start at the top and go down? Why, why didn't he start with the helmet, then go down to the breastplate, then go down to the belt, then go down? Because the belt is the inner part nobody sees. The belt starts because the truth is who you are and the character of who you are when nobody's looking. And so when you tighten that underneath, nobody's going to see the belt. Why? Because you want them to see your stuff. You want them to see your piece of equipment to daggers and, to, and the, the sword. And they want to see your gun that you're hiding. I know people that go through our churches and you go to hug them. You're like, hey, hey. Oh, snap. Right back here. Boom. They got a pistol right there. You're like, oh. But it's in the belt, hidden, and it's tight. Until they have to use it. The truth, the truth will set you free. See, show me a Christian soldier who is daily seeking to bring his or her whole life under the authority of God's truth. And I'll show you a young man or woman who has the belt of truth on. It is because a man or woman has the message of God's truth in him or her, their heart, that he or she can begin to live a life of truth to who Jesus Christ is, the belt. Second thing is the breastplate of, light, breastplate of righteousness. This breastplate of righteousness and feet shod or prepared. Let me tell you what this means. Because we begin to look at this. See, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. I'll give you another scripture. It says, whenever the enemy tries to bring up your past to excuse you, excuse me, to accuse you, 
The breastplate of righteousness is your trusty defense. How many have ever been accused of something? Popo shows up. You don't know you're accused, but you're guilty, okay? It's not conviction, it's guilt now because you got caught. See, conviction is doing the right thing before anything else happens. Guilt is when you're caught and then you're like, I'm sorry, because you got caught. Conviction is, Lord, I'm not going to do that because I know the truth that set me free, so I'm not going to be that. So when the accuser comes and he begins to say things like the accuser did to Job, he came to Job. God says, go ahead, accuser, Satan, do whatever you want because he has a heart after my heart. In the spirit of Christ dwells in you, 2 Corinthians 5.21. Then God receives you as his son or daughter, no matter what the devil says. I want you to say this with me. I am a son, a daughter of God. I am a son, a daughter of God. Now, I'm not hitting this gender mixing thing. I know I meant the ladies say it, guys say it. Okay, so we're not like, I don't know what I am before you, God. You know you're a son of God, you're a daughter of God because of the chromosome, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, don't get mixed up. That's another story, okay? We won't go there. For he, God, hath made him Jesus to be sin for us. So I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a saint that sometimes sins. And if it's not covered under the blood of Christ, because I'm already forgiven. In other words, I, God doesn't beat me up with my junk. We do. We're the ones that keep going back to our vomit. Paul says, how is it a dog continues to return to his vomit, continues to eat after what he's spit up? My dogs do that. I'm like, ah! Then they try to lick me. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But we try to do that because we're caught. So what's the purpose of the breastplate? The breastplate is the center part of the Roman soldier's armor. It's provide protection for the torso, for the heart, the lungs, because without this, you're going to die. How many people have ever been in love? <clears throat> How many people have ever been in love before? What's the first thing ripped out of you when you fall out of love? Who is that? Is it the heart? Right? The heart, right? They went right through. And they rip your heart out, ladies. And they're like this. I don't like you anymore. You're like. We wear a shield, a breastplate, because boom, you can't touch that. You can't touch my heart. You can't touch my lungs because I'm going forward. I'm marching in with the fullness of the breastplate of righteousness. And I have my feet prepared or my feet are shod. I'm going to show you what this means because these are cool. I'm going to keep on moving because I, I only have another 45, 50 minutes. Just kidding. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Having feet shod. <laughs> that's on TV. <laughs> In preparation, watch this, to face the enemy with a firm footing stability, the promptness, the readiness to produce the good news. We got to have this ready so we can run to tell the good news. How many people know people to trip all the time? Hey, listen, I'm gonna I want to tell you this. I want People trip all the time. You know what that is? That's not being truthful for who you are, not understanding what you're called to do, and not being able to stand for the things of God. You're not ready. The problem is you're still questioning, where is God? How come he hurt me? Why'd you let him say he loved me and he did not? Because you got sucked in to the flesh 
and not the spirit of a person. If you would have this spirit person, like when you meet a girl, don't you just be like, <sighs> when I met my wife, I was teaching and coaching on a college campus. I used to coach soccer. I used to coach women's softball, men's soccer. I was a physical education health teacher. I did not want to do this. I didn't want any part of this. I was like, man, God, listen, if I can be in a phys ed class, wear my sweatsuit, throw a dodgeball, knock a kid out, and then pray over him, I got this. If I can play kickball and accidentally run over the guy at third because I don't like him, I can just <laughs> resuscitate, and I can talk about Jesus. I don't like him. And God said, no, I got a better, better cause for you. When my wife walked into the gymnasium, four foot nothing, little full-blooded Italian from Long Island, New York, sassy, sassy. I said to her, Don, I said, hey, listen, Capola, I've been looking for an Italian all my life. I've been searching. I've been praying. She said, yeah, Don Giovanni, keep looking. You don't think I was like, here, just eat that, Okay. My heart was crushed because I felt some. But I'm telling you what, when I, as I fell in love with her, what drew me to her, and in November will be 30 years married, what drew me to my wife was the spirit in her. Was her prepared? Listen, my wife doesn't waver. My wife's a nurse in pediatric ICU. Her feet are prepared every day to bring a gospel to a kid that's dying. She's prepared. She has the readiness. I go into restaurants. You can ask this guy. I go into restaurants. I ask waitresses question like, can I pray for you about anything? I'm about to pray for my food. It's not that I don't trust your cook. It's, <laughs> I don't. So I just want to pray. Can I pray for you? And I watch people break down in tears. Who are you? What are you doing? Why? Because I'm ready, man. I got the fullness on. I have the truth in me. But we make excuses. We do. The battle is ready. It's intense. So that's the feet and the breastplate. Now let me say this one. Here's another one. The um, breastplate of God. And then we go into the next one is, what's the next one, people? The helmet of salvation. See, before all this happened, this is why I think Paul's funny. I'm thinking, Paul, how come you didn't start with this one? Because before I can understand anything, I got to know I'm saved. Because if I'm not saved, I look like everybody else. And you're looking, I don't look like everybody else. You didn't have to laugh so loud. Wow. <laughs> my helmet of salvation is my true bloodline to the kingdom. Because when I accepted the man that shed his blood for me at eight years old, eight years old, two weeks later, my dad walked out of my life. But God prepared me. I was at a church camp. The preacher was talking about DNA, and I want to get this in your spirit tonight because we're going to go here. The DNA of Jesus Christ cancels out the DNA of my dad. I couldn't blame my father when he drank. I couldn't blame my father when he smoked. I couldn't blame my father when he cursed me. I couldn't blame my father when he demeaned me. I couldn't do it anymore. You know why? Because now at eight years old, I stood before God cleansed, clean, changed. Because I no longer, I canceled out his DNA. I asked the DNA of Jesus Christ to come in the bloodline. And so as I begin to do that, I begin to look at this helmet of salvation. This is what the Bible teaches, so that everyone needs salvation. Salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. This is being live streamed, right? Oprah Winfrey, I got news for you. Invite me to your television show. 
Because I want to tell you, there's not many avenues to the kingdom. There's only one, and it's Jesus Christ. Period. Period. Because without Jesus Christ, there is no freedom. There's no forgiveness. You sang about it tonight. You'll still be bound in the slavery of your own junk. God says, I want to deliver you and set you free. Why? Put the helmet of salvation because the helmet is the protector of your head. The problem is we're missing 18 inches. We're missing 18 inches. We're not letting our heart override our... How many have ever had the spirit of dumb dumb on you? Like you've done some dumb stuff. How many? Oh, I got three people that are honest. We've done some dumb stuff. We're our mind. We lost our mind. I've had people say this to me. I go to prisons. I go to, I go to places like juvenile centers. I have kids. I, what, what happened? Tell me what happened. I just lost my mind. I lost my mind. I'm thinking, man, I'm about to hurt. Some. How do you lose your mind? You lose your mind because you took your helmet off. See, the enemy, like when I was in a fight in school, I didn't worry about the torso. I wasn't going to go low and hurt somebody. I was going for the headshot. I'm, I'm just saying, how many people have ever boxed before? You go for the head. You knock the head. I, you watch it all the time. MMA, some of you all into that. Martial arts. You're like, bam, bam, the guy's down. Boom. What's he hitting? He's hitting the head. Because you knock the head, silly. You can't think. But if you have a helmet on, you're not going to take it off. Why? Because you're in Christ, and Christ is in you. It has all to do with the helmet of salvation. There's six things I want to give you real quick. Number one is the helmet is to open your eyes to the gospel. Number two, it's to turn from darkness to the light of Jesus Christ. Number three, it's turn from the dominion or domain of Satan to God. From Satan to God. There's all kinds of scripture I can give you here. It's the forgiveness of sin, number four. It's the inheritance, number five. Salvation gives me inheritance. And number six, it's sanctified by faith. When I put the helmet on, I am in Christ. He is in me. You cannot take away my salvation. Can I lose my salvation? I can walk away from it. I can choose to take a step somewhere else. I can choose to say there is no God in the midst of the storm, in the midst of my life, in the midst of cancer, in the midst of uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law going crazy, in the midst of people going nuts in my family, people walking away from God in my life, friends are losing their minds. I got to return to Jesus Christ with the helmet of salvation because it's the helmet of salvation that gives me access to the inheritance that's mine. I have a friend that just buried the grandmother. Grandmother was precious. I've known this grandmother for years. Her legacy will live forever on through the granddaughter. Why? Because she understands that even though she had to let her grandmother go, her inheritance is kingdom. And she's going to see them. I lost my father to cancer. I lost my father-in-law to cancer. I've lost my uncles and aunts to cancer or diabetes or killed in a car accident. But I know this, kingdom purpose is my inheritance. I'll see them again. That's why I stand with the things of God and put them on. The fourth thing is this. You put on the shield of faith and pray in the spirit. The other thing I didn't talk about is the word of God. This Bible that we have, the Bible that you read, is the word. The Bible says that it's by the word of God then I'm changed. Who's the word? Christ. And because of Christ's word in my life. See, before I believe what you have to tell me, I got to measure it up to the word of God. If it doesn't measure up to this word of God, then I don't want to hear you. How many people have ever talked to somebody and they want to give you advice? 
How many people have ever, anybody ever give you advice? Hey, listen, so-and-so, can you give me advice? And they start to talk to you, and they sound like this. Hey, listen, I'm going through a bad thing. I, I just need your advice on this. My girlfriend, she wants to break up. My mother slapped me 17 times yesterday. And my dad, he's on my case. I need advice. And all they do is go like this. If you just, if you just, and you're like, what? Because that's what it sounds like. Because you're asking advice from probably somebody that cannot even speak English to you. How many understand what I'm trying to say? And they sound like this wacky, crazy thing. I go to the word of God for advice. God, and I go to godly men that I know or women that I can trust. My wife, Lori, baby, tell me the truth. She said, you ugly, you fat, and you're going to die. I said, no, no, no. I meant the truth about this. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay. She backs it up. Kurt, I don't know. Your wife didn't like that. She ain't mean. My wife crazy, okay? She's all this working out right now. She's doing all this workout stuff. She's getting real skinny. I walk in. I said, baby, she said, listen, get rid of the bonzette. I said, what? She goes, get rid of the bonzette. In Italian, it means the roll. Get rid of the chubby roll, dude. <laughs> truth. truth. How many know the truth hurts? The truth hurts. Sometimes it happens. It's this, by the word of God, by the shield of faith, and we pray in the spirit. Let me end with this before I, I have a call to you. See, there's so many things in our lives that we have to get to. If we don't have this belt of truth tight, getting prepared for this battle, we, we dress from the inside out. How many know what I'm talking about? That's how you dress in Michigan. That's why they tell you wear layers because you can always take layers off because we're smart people. We don't know if we're going to have a stinking 10-inch storm in one day where the day before we were going golfing. I'm out there. I'm like, okay, listen, let's go out. Come on, Chucky. We can do this, baby. Yeah, yeah. The next day it's like, oh, God, what are you doing? How many said it? Don't lie. Don't lie. It messed up your whole day. So I start under. I get the whole belt of truth. God, today, God, today I shake hell for you because you have set me free. I'm truthful for you or you're truthful for me. You love me. You love me so much you died for me. Boom. And I put my stuff in here because I'm ready to, I'm ready to, it's coming. I put on the breastplate of righteousness because I have it to protect my heart. Ban, would you come? Protect my heart. Protect my lungs. Protect me. Why? Because I don't walk into battle like this. I'm going straight at it. Let me tell you something. I might be five foot six, but I'm going to say this to you. You might be six foot eight. Let me say this to you. I'm coming at you like a house of fire. I'm not afraid of you. In fact, it's, one, one, it's going to take a long time for you to come down, but you're coming down. I'm not afraid of the enemy. When I was eight and my dad walked out, I said to my father, I took his, his, hand, his face in my hands and I said, Dad, my three sisters were behind. <laughs> I said, girls, don't cry. Don't start this. I watched my mother sit up in the stairwell weeping and crying because she knew we were hurting. I looked at my dad at eight years old and I said, Dad, you got to go because you're not right, man but I'm no longer you. 
See, God knew I was going to face this day. That's why two weeks ago, I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. A man told me that I could cancel out everything about you. I love you, Dad, but I just don't like you right now. Truth. I graduated from college. Along the way, my dad got saved. I actually led my dad to Jesus. My dad gets saved. Now I'm in college, and I'm 19 years old, 20, 21, 20. I'm 23. I graduated college at 23 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, you know, the parents take you out, and they get you the Bible. It's monogrammed. Randy, my dad would say, Don Giovanni. I said, Dad, people going to mess it up all the time. That's why I travel with Randy Don. Go ahead, lay something down if you want to. That's awesome. My dad says, son, I'm so proud of you. Here, we got you a Bible. And, oh, it's monogrammed. That's my name. <laughs> dad, my dad's like, hey, man, let me tell you something. Son, I know we had a hard time and things in life, but what'd you learn from me? I looked at him, I said, Dad, with all truth, I learned what I never want to become. You taught me. (laughs) You taught me what I do not want to be. My mother taught me Jesus. Because I learned learned at eight years old that my heavenly father looked nothing like my earthly father. I don't look at God as my earthly father. I look at God as my Heavenly Father, perfect, all things new. Some of you are stuck here because the truth is you've never released to look at God as your Heavenly Father, not as your earthly Father. I put the breastplate on. I put my helmet on. I get my word of God, my sword, because I'm about to fight. Because the word sets me free. The word is my deliverance. The word is the only thing I really nourish, nourish on. I read books. I love it. They give you stuff. But my word keeps me accountable. My feet are prepared. I'm not tripping over my Christianity. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I got saved. I'm saved. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm not tripping over what somebody might laugh at me about. Oh, you're a little Christian. Because I have one story to share before I leave. I'm not tripping over my faith. I'm not tripping over my insecurities because I know now I'm secure in God. Do I have frailties? Yes. Do I make mistakes? Yes. We all do. But I bring those to the cross in the morning when I cause hell to shake. And I say, God, I'm going to make a mistake probably today. But would you guard me from it? Would you guard me? Would you guard my head? Would you guard my head so that my heart will overrule what I know? that I'm going to make choices, but my heart say no, no, no. Feet that don't trip, feet are firm in what I believe because my foundation is in Christ alone. And then I pray in the Spirit. See, the, it added this one to it. Look at this part at the end. It says this, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the people. When I was in 11th grade, how many know that God will cause your enemies, cause the enemies, the people to hate you? If you live for God, he'll return the enemies to you to lead them to him. If you don't know that, listen to the story. It's awesome. I was in 11th grade and the pot of the school and the, the kid that called me loser all the time and Rocky had just come out, the movie Rocky. Yo, where's you at? It came out. The Eye of the Tiger. I watched that movie like nine times in one day. 
I was like, bum, 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 bum. You know, I was ready. Yo, I did a whole nine yards. I'm in gym class, and this kid comes up, and he's taunting me all year. I'm a junior in high school. I, I, that's all I knew was Jesus. I didn't carry my Bible. I knew my word. I, I didn't go around. I came from a school that's very, very small, about 3,700 students. It was Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right here. There's no shame in my game. I'm just telling you straight up. That's where I was born and raised. I'm at this school. This kid's taunting me. He's teasing me. He's the pothead of the school. He's the one that gets all the drugs at the school and everything. He started teasing me. He little, hey, why don't you wear your little Christian skirt, little boy? And I don't know what happened. I lost my mind. And I popped him. I mean, I just drilled him. He's about six foot three. Bam! Knocked him. He's just, boom. Went straight down. I broke his jaw. They had to wire his mouth shut for like six months. I was like, mm, whoa. Hey, Kurt, they do go down. You know what it's like football? You run somebody over and it's like, ha, ha. oh, they're not getting up. And it was your own player. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, man, I looked at this guy. He's out. People start yelling at me. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Would Jesus do that? Would Jesus do that? And I'm thinking inside me, yeah, I just did. He just walked up in me. Jesus went. The kid hated me. Didn't talk to me. We graduated high school. Went to our fifth-year high school reunion. He would not look at me. I, I remember trying to engage in a conversation. Wouldn't look at me. I didn't go back to any other school reunion until the 25th. 39 and a half years ago is when this happened. I'm preaching in a Church of God church in April this last year. And as I'm preaching, I saw my best friend that serves on my board for Rainy Dawn Ministries come in with a, guy, a gentleman with him. They sit in the back, and they're all there. And I gave an altar call. And that day when I gave an altar call, the altars, people came forward, and people were, it was really cool, slaying the Spirit. People were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, before you know it, there's this guy standing erect in front of me. And he looks at me, and he goes, do you recognize me? And I said, I don't. I don't know who you are, sir. I've never met you. And he goes, yeah, you have. I said, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time. We went to high school together. I'm thinking, dude, next year will be 40 years since we went to high school. I don't even, I'm not sure. He said, it's me, Steve. And I just went, boom, bum, 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 bum. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. It's just a reflex. But see, now I'm full of Jesus and I'm, now I'm hurting because now I'm like, what do you want? And he says to me, I've listened to a lot of things. I've been in drug rehab and I, I've been set free now. And, and um, would you lead me to Jesus? Would you lead? I hated you. You changed my life. My mouth was all wired shut. I couldn't do anything. Look at my face. My face is never the same. You hurt me. I cursed you. But today I'm asking you, Randy. You've never changed. Would you lead me to Jesus? And that day, I led this kid. I liked him. I don't, I don't know what happened. I lost my mind. And that day, I led him to Christ. I went back in October to preach in that same church, and there he is. I'm like, Steve, what are you doing? Hey, hey, dude, hey. Hey, buddy. Since April, I, this is my home church. I'm being raised into faith. I'm being mentored. Wow, does God change everything. Friends, I don't know who you fight against. I don't know what you're doing. But if you don't put on the armor, Paul takes time in, in chapter 6. He has this eloquent way of teaching all the way through 5. And then chapter 6 says, okay, he does everything backwards. I'm thinking, why didn't you do this first and then talk to us about how to exhort each other and, and how to push us to motivate each other? Come on, Paul. And that's what God does. God says, 
First, I want you, and then I'm going to fit you with the right armor. Last thing, David stands before Goliath. He hears the news. He goes back. Saul says, go back. He goes back, and he says, hey, king. Hey, king, listen. Uh, I don't want to mess you up because you're playing the piano, king, and your hair looks wicked crazy. And, um, but he says, oh, king. Hey, king, I think I can do this. I can do this. I know I'm a shepherd boy, but I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. I can do this. They're making fun. They're taunting. My spirit soul said, God says he's going to use me. And the king says, okay, no problem. Here, come here, come here. i got a helmet for you, and I've got a breastplate for you, and I've got a spear, and I've got things for your leg. And he says, he tries them on, and he's like this. Almost falls over. And he looks at the king and he says, oh, king, I can just see him. Oh, king, listen, thank you, but your stuff does not fit me. Your, come on, somebody. Your stuff does not fit me. Your mom and dad, sometimes preachers, we're trying to get you to wear the right stuff. And you're saying, that armor does not fit me. God gave me a helmet. God gave me a breastplate. God prepared my feet. God gave me a sword and a shield. God gave me the belt of truth. I can't wear your stuff because I'm born for such a time as this. And I will fight the enemy with what God gave me. Come on, somebody. That's given by God. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand with me tonight. And I, I really am looking for the truth. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But I want you to be truthful. You know what's really great is I thank you for the, allowing me this nugget to be able to preach to such a, what, how you have grown. This is amazing access. It's God. You're wonderful people. This is my life. <laughs> Junior high, senior high, and you. I can't get you out of me. Somebody said, when you grow up and pastor a church, I'm like, if this is what growing up is, not being able to talk to you, I don't want it. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. You are such a time as this to change and wear your armor that God gave you. You cannot wear what somebody else has. You can't wear armor that's been used. God says, I give you specific armor. If you will wear it, you will cause hell to shake. But here's the problem. Some of you are standing, not believing this because of all the funk that you're in. You don't know my story, dude. You don't know. <laughs> my mother walked out. My mother's on crack. My dad did this. My dad did this. My dad did that. My dad did. And my neighbor did this. And people did this. And people call me this. And people, you don't know. You don't have a clue, mister. You're right. I don't, but God does. And as far as I know, when the Bible says two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. I didn't wait for you to bring him. I brought him with me. Father, Son, Holy Ghost came with me. So I'd like you to do this as the song begins to be sung. I'm going to ask you for the next 30 seconds just to listen to the words of this song. Go ahead, bro. Just to listen to these words. Reflect for this moment. You can close your eyes. You can do this. I have one question to ask you, and then I will be done, and Pastor Kurt will come. Just listen. Go ahead, bro. Just begin to sing this. Just start singing this song in your I'm spirit. I'm no longer a slave to fear. of God I'm no longer a slave to fear Come on church you got to believe this you have to get this in your spirit I am a child of God And I'm no longer Come on a slave No longer a slave no 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 come on yes For I am a child of God <laughs> Come on. I'm no longer, longer 
no, no, I'm not a slave to this. I'm not a slave. Come on, somebody. For I am a child of God. Come on, band. Come on, band. I'm no longer a slave to You got to declare this. Why? Why? Because I am. I'm a child of the king. Of the king. Come on, somebody. that verse, bro. Hit that verse real quick. Jesus. Listen to these words. Come on, put these words in your spirit. From my mother's womb. Jesus, come on. You have chosen me. He chose us in the foundations of the earth. Love has called my name. <laughs> come on. We've been born again. Woo, come on now. To a family. If I can put that armor on, we put the armor on every single day because the enemy's coming. There's not one day I don't wake up with the armor of God. Not one day. Will I make a mistake that day? Yes. Do I fail God that day? Yes. Because I'm not standing in who I am anymore. I got to stand in Christ. I'm in Christ and he views us through Christ. He does not view you any longer in you because your sin is dead. So now he views you through Christ. Because I am in Christ, I can do all things. So here's the question I have. I'm not going to embarrass you. I want saved tonight. I've never been saved. I've never asked Jesus. I've never even been to this place. Somebody invited me tonight, but I'm telling you, I feel this now. This is my night. This is my time for kingdom. This is my time to know Jesus. This is my time to come forth. If that's you tonight, everybody do me a favor. Just bow your head in the spirit right now. If that's you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do me a favor. I just want you to throw that hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I want you to talk to somebody, Pastor Kurt, afterwards. I'm going to pray over you. I'm not going to embarrass you unless you want to come up here and learn how to dance. I'm just telling you straight up. But I'm going to say this. You are This me. Mister, I'm telling you, I need Jesus. I don't have the armor. God bless you, friend. God bless you, brother. Anybody else? Anybody else? I need Jesus. I'm not saved. I've never asked Jesus. But tonight I'm asking you, God, is there anybody else? I see that hand. Come on. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? 
Anybody else? Anybody else? Let me ask you this. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. You can put those down because here's my next question as I pray over you. I am saved. I am not putting on the armor. But tonight, I'll tell you what, I got it. Tomorrow morning, I'm putting my feet on that floor. I'm causing hell to shake, and I'm putting on my armor in the name of Jesus. And if that's you, I just want you to do me a favor. Put that hand in the air. That's me. I want that. I'm going to do that starting tomorrow. That's me. I'm telling you, Pastor, it's me. Father God, I'm asking tonight for the salvation of the three or four. God, in the name of Jesus, say this, everybody. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Savior. No turning back. I know I have faults. I know I'll make mistakes. But tonight, I choose you as the Savior and Master of my life. I now want to be a saint that runs with the King, walks with the King, and lives for the King. Jesus, come in. I choose you. I choose you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Is that a good word? Is that a good word? Should Randy Don be invited back at some point? read something to you guys as we close. Um, this is out of Ephesians 4. Uh, actually, before I do that, can you uh, welcome those people that just made a decision to follow Jesus Christ with their life tonight? Welcome them into the family. So glad that you guys showed up. You know that you were not here by accident. You were here by divine appointment. God orchestrated the whole thing. I want to say something out of Ephesians 4. This is starting in verse 11. This is for all of us, but it's also for those of you who decided to follow Christ tonight. It says this, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ, that's us, may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part as each part does its work it's going to take every single person in this room to get to that point I want to read one more thing to you guys before we go I want to reread what Randy Don just preached on Ephesians 6 starting in verse 10 Randy I uh I asked a question to our entire uh, Access family here, um, and I don't know, it had to have been back maybe in September, October-ish. We were in the middle of a series, and uh, I asked a question. I said, how many times have you come to church and you've heard this question asked? you got to be in the Word of God every day. got to be in the Word of God every day, and everybody, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. And then I asked another question. I said, 
How many of you have actually been taught why it's so important, why the Word of God is what we can, you know, we can stand on the Word of God. It calls the Word of God our what? The sword of the Spirit. We just went over it tonight. And I asked the question, how many of you guys have actually been trained and taught up and why it's so important and actually how to study it? And about six people raised their hand. So I made a promise that day, and the promise was I'm going to do something about that. And I've been planning and prepping now for the last couple months. And uh, next week I'm going to start a brand new series, and it's going to be called Stand Your Ground. And I want to tell you why we're going to name it Stand Your Ground. And here's why. It's, gonna, it, it, it's out of the scripture that uh, Pastor Randy just preached on. It says this again. We can put it up there starting in verse 10, guys. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God so when that day of evil comes, you, we, us, may be able to stand your ground. Next week, you're not going to want to miss it. I believe it might be the most important series that we've ever done here as a family at Access. And I believe by the time we're done, it's going to be four weeks. By the time we are done with this series, friends, we're all going to be able to stand our ground. And we're going to grow and we're going to keep maturing in our faith and in our walk in Jesus Christ. You are not going to want to miss it. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to join us live, we meet every Thursday night at 7 p.m. in the ground floor at Res Life in Granville, Michigan. Or you can watch us online at reslife.org slash live. You can also keep in touch with the Access Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Access RLC.